Good morning. Happy Monday. And welcome to the 7 a.m. Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Monday, April 19th, 2021. And today we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are on page 51, the second paragraph that starts with, we asked ourselves. Today's readers are, and thanks everyone for your service today, Nancy P., Leon B., Kathy S., Pam R., Kim T., and newcomer greeter, Claire E., and our host for the second unrecorded hour, Maria F. The reference number for yesterday, Sunday, April 18, 2021, is 16,788. That's 16788. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Pam R. to read the 12 steps. Go ahead, Pam. Good morning. This is Pam R. from Texas, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask God to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me serve. 
Thank you, Pam. I will now ask for Kim T. to read the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Kim. Hi, good morning. This is Kim T., compulsive overeater in northern Michigan. Um, Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Three, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me serve. I pass. Thank you so much, Kim. Okay, so this is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. Again, this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute your phone. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today, we resume our study in the big book. We are on page 51 on the second paragraph, and I'm going to ask Nancy P. to get us started. Go ahead, Nancy. Hi, good morning. Um, Good morning, everybody. This is Nancy P., usually from West Newton, Massachusetts, but on Martha's Vineyard this weekend. Um, We asked ourselves this. Are not some of us just as biased and unreasonable about the realm of the spirit as were the ancients about the realm of the material? Even in the present century, American newspapers were afraid to print an account of the Wright brothers' first successful flight at Kitty Hawk. Had not all efforts of flight failed before? Did not Professor Langley's flying machine go down? go to the bottom of the Potomac River, 
Was it not true that the best mathematical minds had proved man could never fly? Had not people said God had reserved this privilege for the birds? Only 30 years later, the conquest of the air was almost an old story, and airplane travel was in full swing. Um, if you could time me, that would be great. Um, Absolutely. So, thank you. So, you know, I feel like I spent a long time not believing anything, just not even belief, but knowing that this program wasn't going to work for me. And I joined OA full-throated as a young girl in 1971. I still have the young people's format that was written just for the, those of us who were in that age group. Um, and, and I never felt any kind of connection. And, you know, I tried everything. You know, I went to this, these meetings. I went to big book meetings. I went to open, you know, step meetings. I went to speaker meetings. I went to all kinds of meetings for decades, and I never had any, I mean, sometimes I would be thin or I wouldn't be eating compulsively, but I was never, ever relieved of the obsession um, to eat, and which is by far the more dangerous of the two between the, the physical allergy and the, and the mental obsession. And I tried everything except what worked. You know, here are some of the methods we tried, right? It tells us, you know, taking a trip, not taking a trip et cetera, et cetera, you know, with and without a solemn oath. That's my favorite one because I would just write in my dumb journal that was filled with dumb stuff to, you know, praying to a God I didn't believe in. Um, I promise I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired and all that. And it wasn't that I didn't believe. It wasn't that I did believe. It just was, I just didn't follow the directions. But once I did every single thing that said in this book, exactly as it said it, as fast as I could, to the best of my ability, it worked. And um, today I feel like, you know, this realm of the spirit business, that has turned out to be the path of least resistance for me. And, you know, um, I'm very still very agnostic, happily so, and it's, I don't not believe in a God, nor do I believe in one. I'm sort of, um, I have a foot in both camps, I guess. However, I've defined it, I have a definition that works for me, and the shorthand is that it is actually the sense of wonder and belief that I believe in. You know, my sense of wonder and belief is the realm of the spirit to me. And because I did everything in order, Nancy P. always wants to start at the end and backfill all the other stuff. If you just make me thin and serene, I promise I'll do all the stuff that it, the other stuff that it says, all the, all the housekeeping, you know cleaning out the bathroom drain, that stuff. I'll do all that if you just make me thin and serene with a great guy and a fabulous life and all that, I promise. And that never worked. And um, being contemptuous of, of other people who um, weighed and measured without exception even in restaurants and being contemptuous of people that brought their food to parties and being, you know, all, all those kinds of things that I'm no longer contemptuous of. I don't do those things, but I respect everybody's Hi method i will uh, thank you i'll wrap up and once i once i followed the directions exactly as it says then i got what it promised without exception and with that i'll pass thank you so much nancy okay so although we value your experience strength and hope we ask that if you shared on um, either thursday or friday that you please allow others to share their experience strength and hope so who would like to share on what was read Irene B. Betty W. I'd like to share. Irene B. Debbie W. 
Claire E from the UK. Claire. Leia S. Little M. Was that Leia G, was it? No, it was Kim G, but this is Leia S. Okay, here we go. Kim G, Leia S. Okay. Liz E, UK. Liz, gotcha. Michelle M. Michelle. Was someone before Michelle? I missed you. Okay. Great lineup. Irene B, WW, Claire E, Kim G, Leah F, Liz E, and Michelle M. All righty. Irene, you have the floor. Please go ahead. Thank you so much. Thank you for your service. I'm Irene B., a greatly recovered bulimic from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, I love this paragraph and the one before and the one that follows. Um, it says here, are, are not some of us just as biased and unreasonable about the realm of the spirit? And it's like, it's like I just saw that, and it really speaks to me because when I went to the first treatment center, they told me that the bulimia was simply a symptom of the problem, that you had to get to the root of the problem if you wanted to solve it because um, the bulimia was just a symptom. And then later on, somebody told me that what I had was spiritual warfare. And it's like, no, you don't understand. I have bulimia. It has a name. It is bulimia. And it's like, oh, my gosh. So um, so I have all these problems. And, uh, and, 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 and the problem is the lack of a spiritual connection. Is, is really what the real problem is. I understand that intellectually, but there's a side of me, there's a part of me that says, no, 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 that's not it. You know, I don't, you know, I don't do this or I don't do that or I have this or I have that. But the problem is that spiritual connection. So it's like, no, 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 I believe in God. I believe in God and all that, but this is not about God. Well, this is all, for me, this is all about my connection with God because when I connect with my higher power, I am happy. I feel fulfilled. I feel at peace. I feel in communion with the universe. And so if that's the case, why do I keep not um, not staying connected, deeply connected. It's I, I guess because there's many parts of me that are very very stubborn. They 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 just want to go their own way, do their own thing. They want to run the show. It's all about control, I suppose. You see, my problem is not a spiritual connection. The problem is that I have a control issue. You know that that's I realized that the other day. That's how I've gone through life, thinking that that you know I have this problem and that problem. When in reality, I have one problem. And by the grace of God, He's delivered me from bulimia. It's been four years now. I cannot believe what a miracle that is, and I take it for granted. But it's a miracle. And now I get to deal with my problems. Oh boy, okay. and that's why he said, "I'll just conclude and say it." You know, not we we know only a little, 
because there is so much more. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Irene. Okay, Debbie W., it's your turn. Please go ahead. Hi, good morning. This is Betty W. Thank you for leading the meeting and thank you everyone on the line. I'm Betty W., a recovered a compulsive eater from central New York. Well, I too am uh, gravitated to that line, are not some of us just as biased and unreasonable of the realm of the spirit as were the ancients about the realm of the material. I thought before I entered away that I had a very strong belief in God. And I did, but it was it was filtered through my fear, my self-centeredness, and my intellectual knowledge or self-knowledge. And so I thought I knew about my eating disorder. I never called it that, but I knew I had a problem with food. And I thought that was what made my life unmanageable, difficult. It wasn't until I got into the program, and it took me a while to really understand this and to be teachable, that food wasn't the problem. It was my inability to deal with life, uh, the ups and downs of my feelings every day that changed from moment to moment. And so when I first entered OA, I was eating prepared food from diet programs and thought I was absent, but of course that wasn't working. And I kept binging at night incessantly. And, uh, And I couldn't understand why my program wasn't working. And I had sponsors, but I didn't call them because of the two tensions in me that were I was afraid to burden them, and I also didn't want anyone touching my food. So I really wasn't ready to listen and hear about the program. And so eventually and and blessedly, I started listening to a vision for you. And I found that I had a disease, and I really understood then that I had a disease because after hearing the doctor's opinion read so many times, I knew I had a disease, I knew I had an allergy of the body, and those were facts. And all my thoughts about food, I began to realize whatever thought thought I had about food was um, not reality. It was not based in reality. And so then I started, thank you to my higher power, calling my sponsor every day. And today what works for me is I weigh and measure my food. Uh, this is what works for me. I call my sponsor every day. I turn in my my nighttime review at night. I go to meetings. I try to do service. But none of this I was able to do before because even though I thought I believed in God, I was truly agnostic. So today, I know I still have so much to learn, but thanks to this wonderful meeting and other meetings that I attend, I I know I need to listen, absorb, and learn from others' people's experience and wisdom one day at a time. And thank you for hearing me, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Debbie. Okay, Claire E., please go ahead, Claire. Thank you, everybody. My name is Claire E. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in the UK. Um, thank you for hearing me, and thanks for everyone that does service. I, I love this. You know, this is a question we ask ourselves. Um, and the way I've been taken through the big book recently is to ask ourselves questions, you know, to turn things into questions. Am I, am I biased and unreasonable about the realm of the spirit? And the answer to that question is yes, I have been, very. 
Um, and uh, even recently, I did a step 67, and I said to my sponsor, I'm really, you know, worried. I don't, I don't believe it's about some different behaviour than food, actually, but I don't believe my heart power can take this away. I don't even know. I'm still so, you know, agnostic around this. Um, and she turned around and said, yeah, and yet here you are, and yet here you are. So, you know, whatever I um, like to think, um, you know, the evidence is that this works. The evidence is that, um, you know, that, that the programme is, is, you know, is working for me. And that's just the note that I've got on my big book here. It says, we apply reality-based, fact-based experience as we progress. Is this working? Am I getting better? You know, am I getting better? And the answer to that is yes. Yes, I am getting better. I'm not perfect. I've got a long way to go. But I'm certainly a lot better than when I came in. And um, I love the rest of this paragraph just describing, you know, flights and how people are very nervous about about a success. Um, and had it not failed before and did not, you know, every other attempt always, you know, was it not true? And actually, you know what, that really describes my recovery. You know, I fell flat on my face many, many times before I was actually, if you like, successfully abstinent. And, um, you know, it, it, it didn't like to trust it at first. I didn't like to trust it. You know, I... I can't work out how the program works. You know, it doesn't really make sense. It shouldn't work. You know, what, what, you know, God is a solution to an eating disorder that doesn't compute with an analytical mind. And yet, you know, here we are 30 years later. It's not 30 years for me, that's for sure. But, you know, the, the conquest of the air travel is almost an old story. You know, abstinence and my, you know, my eating, my, my behavior around food is pretty normal these days. And it's, it's not a big deal most of the time, provided I, I do the other things that keep me well. And, um, you know, it's it's sort of something that I do every day, day in, day out. And it's a way of life for me. And, um, you know, I love that. Look at the evidence for me. I keep having to come back to that, you know. So, you know, can I revise my ideas about the realm of the spirit? Yes, I can. You know, am I willing to change my point of view when I get new information? Yes, I am these days. Thank goodness. You know, am I willing to set aside what I think I know for an open mind and a new experience? And, um, you know, most days, yes, I am, thank goodness, you know, as a result of um, being in the programme and being around meetings like this. So I will leave it there. Thank you very much for hearing me. Thank you so much, Claire. Kim G, please go ahead. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kim G. I'm a recovered compulsive reader from South Jersey, recovered since uh, January 2011. And I love this line, was it not true that the best mathematical minds had proved that man could never fly? You know, that's, that's, you know, that's all what I'm in my head. And, and that reminds me, you know, I've been in OA since 94, this, this like controversy about recovered versus recovering. And, you know, this book is pretty consistent. You know, it says recovered multiple times. The only time it says recovering is when it's referring to someone in the midst of the steps. Um, and I think to myself, what does that mean to me personally? You know, when I came into big books, I thought recovered was so freaking arrogant, you know, and what I found is that recovered for me today means it's the most humble thing I can say, because it's acknowledging that God is doing for me what I cannot do for myself. I can't logic it out. Recovering meant when I was doing it, when I was hustling for recovery, when I was trying to make it happen. You know, I think of it, you know, unfortunately, for many years in OA, I disrespected a 12-step program by only working a nine-tool program. You know, it's very common, you know, in a lot of meetings to end with the promises. And it was never pointed out to me that the promises were actually the ninth-step promises. So when I heard the promises, and I would hear that we will be amazed before we're halfway through, 
And when I asked people in the rooms, what do I do? What do I do? And they said, well, the, the solution is 90 meetings in 90 days. Well, where my logical brain went was, oh, if the solution is 90 meeting in 90 days, and I'm going to get these promises before I'm halfway through, I thought I would get the promises at day 45. And 45 days of abstinence without the steps, without a spiritual solution, is the most painful place in the world to be. So I would always pick up. You know, to me, I wish we read those 10-step promises more often because those 10-step promises is what recovered it. That's the definition. That is the reality that I have lived in these last 10 years because I've worked these steps. I cease fighting anything or anyone. When I'm recovering and I'm trying to hustle for my own recovery, I'm constantly fighting. I'm avoiding people, places, and things. I'm avoiding my triggers. I'm on, on guard for hungry, angry, lonely, tired. I'm trying to remember my last drug. But when I'm re being recovered and when I am living in these steps, I am not cocky or afraid. I am in a place of neutrality, safe and protected. Is the obsession has been removed. Why? because my focus is on re the connection with God and I'm not worshiping abstinence. Let me assure everyone today that I know from the core of my soul that I am a compulsive overeater, but because of these steps, I do not suffer from compulsive overeating. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. All right, Leah S., your turn, your three minutes. Oh, my God, thank you so much for this beautiful, beautiful meeting. My name is Leah S. I'm recovered and extremely grateful in Brooklyn, New York. So, um, you know, uh, this paragraph tells me about the despondency, or I don't know what adjective to use when I came in so crushed and so uh, um, without hope. You know, in step two, um, uh, which one? Which one do I first? Uh, which word do I first use? Is it trust or is it belief? What is it that happens to me? It's, it really doesn't make a difference. The most important part about it is, is that the word despondency, and the word de, uh, despair, and the word hope, is such a big big promise in this program and in this and in my program and the word positivity in every aspect these are such beautiful um things that really help me understand these steps and to work these steps daily especially when i was tr struggling with all those foods i have to give up all those um, things, I'm, I'm fine, I'll give it up, but I'll just pop in one in my mouth. I mean, how can you go on life without those mints? I mean, it doesn't just doesn't work that way. And I found out that not only does it work that way, but it's it's relieving. And I'm not getting relief from those sweets. I'm getting relief by living life on life's terms and facing life on life's terms. And not always am I successful, my goodness, but that's why we have 10 steps. And uh, none of us is perfect, none of us, but um, we aim 
for the positivity, and we aim to get out of that despondency and uh, believe in yourself and and get that belief in yourself because once you do an abstinent day or an abstinent meal, it gives you a wonderful feeling. So start believing that and then just go on and get it, broaden it and, 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 and uh, enlighten it and it'll help you through with all of these steps. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you so much, Leah. Okay, Liz, it's your turn. Good afternoon. Uh, sorry, good, good afternoon for me. Uh, good good morning, mm-hmm. Liz E from Bristol in the UK. Um, thank you so much for everything uh, that you all do. Um, I've never really been able to this being dyslexic. These kind of some of this stuff in the big book gets my head a bit muddled. But what? Um, and also, I just want to encourage any newcomers. Um, I'm not really sure what I'm going to say now. I've asked God to help me and my higher power to speak through me. So here goes. So just put, just shout up and get involved. Um, so for me, this talks of learning and pressing the review button and hearing God. Um, one of the things I have learned is that there are many things um, within my recovery journey, which is, um, I've been in OA 10 years or so, but the best recovery journey is the one I started a year ago. And um, the best thing is I am learning to do things that are counterintuitive to me to do. So um, but it was learning to hand over to God and have faith. And all I had to do was come to believe and believe that there was something greater than me. And yes, there is definitely God is greater than me. And pressing that review button has been unbelievable. So, and the other thing is the learning around what my disease really is and that I use food as a solution. And not listening to other people. So as somebody said, was it not true that the best mathematical minds proved man could never fly? I mean, with God, never is not included, really. With God, um, you know, I'm learning, he might say, go, pause, or stop. And he is a very kind God. He's a very gentle God. And I have to listen. I have to quiet myself and be alert to what is happening for me. I mean, my daughter just said a beautiful thing to me yesterday. She said, Mummy, you just seem so much happier today. And wow, that was just amazing. And that was, I believe, God just giving me some encouragement that this is working. And, you know, I am getting a right-sized body because I... Thank you. Thank you, Liz. Okay, so before we go on to Michelle, just a friendly reminder that we are on page 51 
the second paragraph. Um, and if you shared on uh, Thursday or Friday, although we value your experience, strength, and hope, we hope that you will let others share theirs as well today. Okay, Michelle M., you have the floor. Please go ahead. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service, and I so appreciate what I've heard in this meeting so far. Michelle M. in Colorado, recovered. You know, this really um, hit me this morning when I heard the term biased and unreasonable and had not all efforts failed before. And I've been in OA or aware of OA since the 1980s. And um, I didn't think it was, I didn't believe me being thin was possible, so it wasn't. And I didn't have accurate information to use because I didn't like what I heard, so I only heard what I wanted to hear. And I treated this as a diet, and I kept using the tools, because that's all I heard was using the tools. I didn't hear the idea of this is an allergy of the body and obsession of the mind. And I also was using, um, I didn't understand life. I was praying to a God who was punishing I was praying to have God do something that's not possible, change the physiology of the body. That's not possible. I wanted God to change me so I could eat whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, and have no consequences. So I had so much distorted information and so much inability to hear what I needed to hear. One, that I have an allergy of the body. If I eat certain substances, I can't control what I eat. And I also had an obsession of the mind that I didn't understand my feelings. I had one feeling, it was hunger. I didn't have any, well, anger and hunger. Um, and so what I've had to learn slowly and slowly, and I've been grateful that I've persevered because this is the only street on the block. I have done everything except staple my mouth together. I've had a gastric bypass and lost some weight, but got so uh, the side effect was alcoholism. And so I, I worked between those two measures until I finally was willing to surrender to the idea of, I don't know what's going on. I need to hear what's happening here. As crazy as this seems, that I'm going to pray to a God who's never been there for me to have me do what I've prayed to before, and it's going to work. I was desperate enough to believe this program. And when I listen to the people who are successful and follow their footsteps, so am I. Thank you, God, that my, day, my days today are so much better. No matter turmoil and chaos, I still have something and a plan of living that works. So thank you all for being here. Thank you all for leading me in the right path. And I'm grateful today for where I am. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Michelle. Perfect timing. Okay, so we have time for some more names to share on what was read. Page 51, second paragraph. Who would like to share? This is Karen. I'll share. Karen, uh, first initial of your last name, please. 
D. Pamela P. Pamela. Phil M. Phil M. Anyone else? All right. Well, we've got Karen D. Pamela T. Phil M. We've got someone else chiming in. Pat okay. Margaret oh, D. Pat B and Margaret. Oh, hopefully we get to everyone. Okay, that's a good lineup. All right, Karen, you are up. Please go ahead. Good morning. This is Karen P from Washington, and um, thank you for the service and the call and all the beautiful shares. And I felt inspired to share um, after listening. Um, this paragraph right here used to not mean very much to me because I would read it and I couldn't really relate to these things because in my mind I thought they were so much before my time you know Um, afraid to print an account of the Wright brothers first successful flight at Kitty Hawk well that's hard for me to even in a sense imagine um, in you know happening in current day, and um, prove you know was it not true that the best mathematical minds had well we've already proved that man could fly, you know when I was born that had already been proved so um, I guess I just kind of read them and you know didn't really take them in internally but something caused me to internalize that these questions this time and I I I thought of my own doubt and um, the way that I look at these questions applied to myself and it's been proven for myself that I have never been able to fly and so what i'm hearing is people that have on this on this line that have proven that we can fly and with that i'll pass thank you so much karen pamela t please go ahead hi um this is pamela p from new york um wow so I'm just struggling now um, when I listen to the reading. I know a light at the end of the tunnel. I've been through that. I've been through recovery. I know what true recovery is all about, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally. You just feel like you just depend on God. And you depend on your HP. You no longer you food at anything but nourishment. And right now, I am in a dangerous relapse. My stomach in a lot of pain. Um, I bending and purging. And like the disease felt like it was getting away with it, so to speak, although you know, cause I wear the same weight, and suddenly the weight just switch, like a light switch. 
and my boyfriend showed me, he said, wow, you put on a lot of weight, and he got very upset with me. And now I know he don't have a disease, so you thinking it occur and everything be okay, and I'll be back and not like that. I got a work at my recovery every single day when I get it. And I'm, it's just hard. I'm, I'm just really struggling. I had let go my sponsor in working out for me, and I felt bad, but it's just not. And, but I know it's uh, a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm just trying. I'm just in a bad place right now, and the food is, like, number one. And I did pray for today it just be calmness. I know how this disease could go to a very dangerous level and that where I'm at now. So I'm just praying. I did praying for recovery and it's so nice to hear everyone. Um it's just you know, hope. I just feeling hope. And for that I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Pamela. We are so glad you are here. So glad you're here. Okay, Bill M., it's your turn. Please go ahead. Hello. Thank you very much for your service. My name is Phil M., and I'm a gratefully recovered compulsive overweight reader from Northern Ireland. And what struck out at me today was definitely the, were we not just as biased and unreasonable about the realm of the spirit? Then also people said God had reserved the privilege of flight to the birds. Well, as uh, I was a child, people said a lot of things about God, a lot of horrible stuff, all mixed up with the lovely stuff. So there was a very confusing message. God was love. But if I got things wrong, he would throw me into everlasting hell. So that it was incredibly important to be right. When I first heard God described as a woman by some people, I knew that they were daft, they were mad, and they were definitely wrong. Well, as I got older and had children and looked at nature, it dawned on me that really all creation um, is created by both male and female. So I began to think, well, maybe, maybe God could be more than male. And today I'm on a wonderful journey, it's joyous, into befriending God as mother as well as father. I'm losing my bias and unreasonableness and opening up to a new relationship. And it's okay if this doesn't work for people. Don't don't pay any attention. It's fine. But for those who do, who do need it, like myself, I, I certainly do find it very helpful. So my God, my mum, is helping me, guiding me and comforting me um, in my recovery. And she is mad about me. She's not mad at me. And I worry less about getting things right. I still do, though, but... Uh, I try to see things more in terms of being helpful and life-giving or unhelpful and not life-giving. This program and these meetings are definitely helpful and life-giving. And I'm really delighted uh, that I've just started again on my uh, step journey. Just yesterday, my sponsors take me through them again, which is wonderful. Step 10 train is a total joy and a daily help. Step 11 is something else. And I love the tool of writing. It's such a gift. So I'm feeling really blessed to be here. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Bill. Okay, Pat B. Please go ahead, Pat. Hi, this is Pat B. in Ottawa, Ontario. 
And I, as I read this about the realm of the spirit, I'm, I'm reminded how small my concept was of what that realm is when I first started. At first, my concept was, okay, I just want to get thin and, and be able to eat whatever I want. It reminds me kind of of, of living in a city and, and having a city map and thinking, well, that's all there is. And then you get a map of the province, and it's like there's in the corner of the map of the province, there's a little square that says, okay, here's, here's a map of the city for more detail. And thinking, oh, you mean there's more? And then you get a map of, of Canada, and you see that the province is just a little square, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And the realm of the spirit now, I know, like God's universe is so huge. We are like the dot in the whole universe, our Milky Way. I mean, how unlimited is it? And that realm of that spirit is within me. So it means that I am unlimited as to my recovery. And I am just so grateful to have this uh, expansion in me of my mind and stop trying to limit my God because God is bigger than any problem that I've ever had. And I am so grateful. With that, I pass. Thank you so much, Pat. Okay, Margaret M., please go ahead. Hey, good morning. This is Margaret D. May I be heard? Oh, Margaret D., I beg your pardon. Yes, please go ahead. Actually, M is fine if you want to use that. I don't mind. (laughs) Go ahead. So my name is Margaret, and I'm very grateful to be a recovered compulsive eater, and I'm in uh, Georgia. For me, this paragraph is, uh, well, what I, to go first, I, at this point, I was reading the book more as a novel than I was a textbook. And so, you know, here I'm reading, oh, okay. Um, American newspapers were afraid to print the account and all, you know, here's another historical fact. All of, all efforts had failed to fly. And another fact, Professor Langley's flying machine was now at the bottom of the Potomac. So, you know, it goes on and it gives us some more facts. But when I bring it back into the realm of this is a textbook, what are they what am I being asked to look at here? And I think what I'm being asked to look at is um when it comes to changing my mind about my spiritual thoughts, at that point I'm like, No, I'm not doing that. That's not gonna happen. You know, I'm not gonna I'm my mind veers off to another realm altogether. And in the paragraph before, uh, the authors were talking about ancient history, students of ancient history, or not students, but people that lived in ancient history or ancient times had the best intellects. You know, they were the ones that were creating all the mathematical theories and that we still use today that are just as solid, but they didn't make any progress 
in making using those formulas and concepts or whatever because when it came to uh, the spiritual world, I mean, to the material or thinking world, they just tossed it off to, well, it didn't happen because Neptune was upset because the boats were in the water or Mars was upset because somebody did this to, didn't honor him with a sacrifice. And their mind just completely sh- went shut and they failed to take it a step further. They just assigned everything to the gods. You know, the gods were angry or they weren't pleased or whatever. So the textbook is telling me, where am I doing the same thing? I'm I'm okay to a certain point, but then when I get to that point, I do get unreasonable um, about the spiritual world. So we've never been able to fly. So like, and I'll just wrap it up with this. At this point, for me, I'm back in my ego and I'm running the show again. And I'm not saying, God, you're the mystery. You show me, which is the chapter uh, where we agnostic, or in this chapter of we agnostics, God shows us what God is about. And I'm so grateful to be here this morning. Thanks for pass. Thank you, Margaret. Okay, so we have time for probably two people. So who would like to share? Colleen P. Colleen? Crystal P. Crystal. Colleen and Crystal. All righty. Colleen, you have the floor. Go ahead, please. Good morning. I'm Colleen P., a recovering compulsive overeater in the Maryland, D.C. area. And what came to mind is, is Roseanne, you know, she she had a problem and she had heard about GA via AA. Well, GA. Let's just go back. And you know, could this work for me? Could this could this principles of the twelve steps be worked on my eating disorder? And you know, that was a leap of faith. And her and her friend, as I understand it, you know, started OA and started meetings. And and I don't know. I just you know, that, that desperation that came with, I've got a problem and things aren't working. It reminds me of uh, me. I went into an alcohol treatment center at 25 and um, gained 20 pounds in that treatment center and knew that food was going to be the next thing I had to, to deal with, but I had to get sober first. But, you know, I just, I don't want to minimize my seriousness of, of this disease. And, and when I opened up the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, in an OA meeting, it spoke to me like, I don't know, the pages, the words came alive for me. And um, I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much, Colleen. Okay, Crystal. Go ahead, Crystal. Hi, good morning. This is uh, Crystal P., a covered compulsive overeater from Toronto, Canada. What stood out to me here was the best mathematical minds had proved man could never fly. And what that reminded me of is uh, sitting in my doctor's office, and uh, having her look at me and say to me, Crystal, do you see the BMI chart here? You are no longer on the chart because you're only five feet tall and you're over 250 pounds. You are not even on the chart anymore. And if you don't lose over 100 pounds, if you lose 100 pounds, you'll finally be in the obese category. And if you don't lose 100 pounds, you're not going to make it very long at 30 years old. 
And I remember saying to her, okay, you know, I get it. I get it. I'm going to pull out the, the old diets. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do whatever needs to be done. I, you know, you've, you've scared me sufficiently. I'm going to do it. And I remember her saying to me, don't bother. Nobody has ever lost over 100 pounds and kept it off for any significant period of time. You need to do the bariatric surgery. And I remember in that moment thinking, I'm, like, I'm lost. Eat, like, forget about my own self-confidence. My doctor doesn't even think this is medically possible. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that at my first OA meeting, uh, at my second OA meeting, I met a person who had lost over 300 pounds and had kept it off for over eight years. In this program, I have seen things that are not maybe to the outside world scientifically or medically possible. I know for me, my weight has never been, in a way, it's never been a scientific thing. Like, I've eaten this quantity of food before, you know, and, and I always plateaued at, at sort of losing about 20 pounds and then just sort of plateaued there. And I've lost over 100 pounds eating the same amount of normal food without starving myself for the last three years. And, and it just, like... God just takes care of my weight for me. It, I don't have to calculate calories in, calories out, none of that. It's all in God's hands. I don't even have to step on a weighing scale. I am the weight that God wants me to be. And even this line of just, you know, just for me, I never even dreamed of being a normal weight. It, it, even in my dreams, my best dreams, it was just I, I would be less overweight. That was the, that, that's at most what I would dream of. The fact that I could be in a normal body was never even... A consideration and so what I've come to learn is when I came into the program I had to let go of what I thought was scientifically or medically possible I had to let go of what I thought was possible based on my past experiences and just be open because as soon as I start working the steps not just the diet as soon as I start working the steps it's almost like anything's possible like God can do anything with me I just have to sort of just do my my part of it do the steps and just be along for the ride and be amazed and just enjoy the awe and wonder as I go through it. Uh, what, a, what an amazing gift. Thank you for letting me share it, Pat. Thank you so much, Crystal. Well, we have one minute left. You want to take a one-minute share? Barb W. Barb, go for it. Thanks for everything today, everyone. And have a beautiful day in the outset. And I'm struck by... I'm, oh, I'm recovered in Illinois, by God's grace. Thank you. I'm struck by, I'm not the one flying. I'm not doing the flying, but I do have to get on the plane if I want to take that metaphor out and kind of be just artsy about it. I'm not flapping my wings. It's God's power. But I do have to get on the plane. But I'm not the one doing the flying. Thanks. I'll pass. And on that great note, we are going to wrap up this meeting. Thank you, everyone, for sharing. Thank you for Team Monday again. Please join us for another awesome second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today's meeting, Monday, April 9th, at 7 a.m. meeting is 16,792. One six. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Leon B., if you could uh, read that for us, that would be great. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. 
God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.